your host, Cash Money Morgan. You guys, oh my gosh, today has been a freaking day. It has been a day. Before we get into anything, I have to plug what I gotta plug. Uh, you know, you guys rock. Love you guys per usual. The trucker hats are live on the website, www.keepingupwithcash.com. I'm wearing one right now because I'm that guy. Uh, so please go buy one so I can eat dinner. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you buy a trucker hat, it guarantees a few things. It guarantees you're less likely to get COVID. Yeah. You're more likely to get hit on or get a boyfriend or girlfriend. Exactly. And um, shoot, what's the third one? It's the best holiday gift of the holiday the season. The best holiday gift of the season. Like, forget Valentine's, Christmas, Hanukkah, Thanksgiving. Like, get get your friend, get your significant other uh, trucker hat. Your they boss, love your you coworkers. For. Oh, my gosh, yes. You know, the homeless guy down the street, he needs a hat. The yeah. brain. Come on, you guys. Get these trucker hats. Uh, also, big shout out to my girl, Brie Lamb, for the dope tapestry of the Keeping Up With Cash. She made this for me. She is just my friend for life. She's awesome. So, big shout out to her. Yeah, Brie. We love you, Brie. So, you guys, it is time to get in with my guest. Everyone, please give a warm welcome to the beautiful Madeline. <laughs> We're waiting for this sound effect. It's we, the need best tell one. we need to tell them what happened. <laughs> so, Madeline, this episode is special because it took a fat minute. <laughs> this, this is our, this our minute. third try, best try. Anything, yes. uh, anything worth doing, worth doing right. <laughs> That's right. We literally tried recording, and then my SD card was having issues. We had to go to Walmart. Just to find out that I could have deleted all the files. That was a why don't dads answer their phones on the first Dad, call? I you love know? you, but like with sound the fifteen-minute callback with you know twenty dollars <laughs> too late. That's right. We did get some fire Chinese fruit from Panda, yeah. so this needs to be sponsored by Panda. So good. Yeah, this this podcast is sponsored by Orange Chicken. <laughs> Orange Chicken and fried rice for real. Uh, so Madeline and I actually met back when I was serving at a country club. Yeah, we kind of vibe. Yeah, shout out to Highland Springs. You know what it is, but uh, we only hung out for like a bit but you got some big things ball in your life right now can you just tell us a little bit of like where you grew up and what you're currently doing i am from the springfield area so i'm from nixa like 10 or 15 minutes south out of south springfield graduated or high school in 2017 immediately went to college in miami at the university of miami that was a good time yeah. wild time and then hung out there for a minute after undergrad, thought about what I was gonna do with my life, um, and decided to move to LA, kind of on a whim, substitute taught for a minute. Um, ended up back in the Springfield area because I decided in my time in LA that I was gonna be a lawyer. And so right now I'm studying for the LSAT, um, working a little job, hanging out with my friends, kind of resetting, because I know that law school is gonna be three pretty hard years ahead. Yeah. Dang, you guys, Madeline's a queen. And she's, like, if you go to her Instagram, she's literally, like, a like, world traveler. Like, you're like, oh, this girl is a vlogger, influencer, for sure. Uh, so can you just talk about, like, all these places you live? Like, how how are you able to do that? Like, physically, financially? Like, was it hard to kind of bounce from, you know, L.A. to Miami, all these places? Yeah, in a way, I feel like when you're young, like the way people say you kind of feel invincible, there is a certain amount that's like, well, I can't fail. You know, I'm young, I'm smart, I'm awesome, I can do all this. Um, most of this time, I have been 100% supporting myself. And so I feel like you've had to, you have to be thrifty if you want to go out and do things and you're young and you're paying your own way. So things like Miami, that was just a matter of where I applied to college. But then through that, um, I got the chance to live in Chicago for a summer, I lived right across the street from Wrigley Field. And that was just friends of friends. People gave me the connection. Um, next, I studied abroad. So I lived in London. That had a little more preparation and work to it. I actually got to move there with a boyfriend at the time. We studied abroad together and that had to do, yeah, I'd get me visas together and everything. But still, you know, just a little bit of preparation, which is hard because I'm kind of a procrastinator. I'm kind of all over the place, but I got it done. And then I've lived in LA twice now and both times very revealing, but I've just kind of felt like once you're an adult and you pick the place that you're going to live in, I want to know that that's the best place, you know, like yeah. the place I put down roots. I want to be sure. Right. So I've kind of been like taking a little taste test of all the big cities. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I totally feel the same way. That's yeah. So out of all the places, what do you like the most? London for sure. London big time. Um, there is this quote about London that says when you're tired of London, you're tired of life. Like there's, oh. there's nothing left for you on earth. And it's because it really is like, you know, the theater tickets, their equivalent of Broadway, like $10, you know, the bus double decker, like the drinks really good. The people very cosmopolitan, like someone who's Polish on one side and someone who's Australian on the other side. And I feel like it's living in the 
the big cosmopolitan city of Earth, uh, it's kind of tricky to get there if you're from the U.S. and you want to live in the U.K. You really got to do some finagling there. So maybe yeah. that's something that would happen in the future. Maybe I'll get married. I don't know. To a lord or something but Rock on, in the bro. meantime it's just nice to visit sticking into existence yeah, for, for sure call me prince harry on number two <laughs> bro prince harry i'm team harry bro he's so fine like <laughs> he's supposed uh, to put like a book out this fall and him and michelle obama got into a whole like war about whose book was gonna come out whose days and i assume it's some kind of tell-all and then the queen died and i'm like what's gonna happen with this oh book? my gosh the would tea. you put out a book talking bad about your grandma's family right after Ooh, your grandma dies no right yeah i wonder what's gonna it's not good press shoot anyway but london love you love you long time now i have to read the book i don't even even be like reading like that now i gotta read the book imagine prince harry michelle obama like dominating like the the new york times best-selling list (laughs) oh my gosh amazing okay so something exciting about your life right now you recently just did something amazing will you please tell my people what you just did absolutely i am a contestant on an episode of ABC's Press Your Luck. Um, it's a game show they had around in the 70s for a minute and then kind of went dark and they brought it back as a second iteration. And what happened is I was just living in LA, substitute teaching. It's actually kind of a funny story. And I was in some Facebook groups for like people who are broke and people what? who need work. <laughs> Wait, and do it, they have that for Springfield? I'm sure they do. It was called like gigs, freelancers, and everybody else. Like that was the name of the group. Oh and my somebody gosh. in there was like, hey, I cast for this show. And if you've ever wanted to be on a game show, you know, this is probably your chance. And I commented and was like, I'd love to try this out. And so we set up a time to talk and I actually go to Universal Studios the next day um, as part of my substitute teaching job. And I dropped my phone off a roller coaster and it's gone like in the roller coaster. And I'm like, oh no, my game show man is on that phone and I can't answer him and I can't explain to him why. Right. And so that whole weekend goes by and I'm like fighting with Universal, trying to find my iPhone, get my phone back. I pick it up on Monday morning from the office and this guy has called me, um, the producer, like 16 times. And I was like, I blew it for sure. And I call him back and he says, Madeline, I've been waiting for you all weekend. Like, we're going to interview Madeline. you right now. Are you ready? And I'm in the parking lot on my way home from Universal. And I'm oh like, all in a mood because I had She's to like eating her soft pretzel trying to, like, figure out. Oh, my gosh. Losing your, like, phone is so embarrassing. I can't think of a greater L that you can take on a roller coaster than to take yeah. your phone on it and lose it. And so right then and there, he's like, you know, we really like your personality. We like the way that you talk. They mostly kind of in those first stages are looking for, is this someone that could handle being on stage in front of a studio audience and won't completely freeze up? Because it's not the case for me, but I met a lot of people in college that was like, if you put me in any kind of crowd, like that's it, game over. I'm yeah. like, not me. I love crowds. Oh my gosh, like, I will I play love for it. the crowd, right. yeah. <laughs> and they were like, every kind of step of the way something was funny is, if you would make a little joke or a little quip, which I do like to, I like right. to quip, they'd be like, oh, that's good. Keep that in. And I was kind of like, what does that mean? They're like, that means when we shoot the final episode, this joke that you made in your interview, we would kind of like you to say something similar on TV. And so if I made a joke about how, like, I don't know, my family hated to camp, but like I took them camping every year. They were like, make sure that you say that. Like when ABC comes on, I was like, that's very interesting to see kind of how it works behind the scenes. Yeah. So just lots of interviews. And then eventually they were like, who would you maybe want to come with you to LA to be on the show with you? And so I submitted so my mom and do dad. You go with family. Is that how that works? Or? So I lived there and they were initially casting contestants from local. So that was me check. But then once they have invested a significant amount of time into background, checking you, checking your socials, make sure you're good to go. They'll say, okay, who would you like to come and support you on the show in the event that you went to the final rounds? I submitted my parents and they're like, okay, we're going to talk to them on a Zoom call. I was like, I cannot think of anything worse than my parents on a Zoom call with the producers of this game show. What are they going to say about right. me? You know? I don't even know if they know what I did for a living at the time, which is substitute teaching. And like, what? my mom probably would have been like, yeah, she was supposed to be a doctor, but now she's a substitute oh, teacher. I was shoot. like, she can't be trusted. And I guess it went well enough. They called me back and they said, okay, we're going to keep the ball rolling. And from that point, it was probably like another month of just calls. And then it was going for boot camp. At every point, they say, you know, we could still cut you. At every point, you know, don't get excited. Wow, don't, you are replaceable. They said, don't tell anybody. Don't post anything about it. You'll, we'll send you home in a minute. And so the day that I came in and it was like hair and makeup and everything, I was like, I still can't even let myself get excited yet because they still could come up and be like, actually, we decided you're bad for TV. 
you gotta yeah. go <laughs> someone yeah. in the boardroom doesn't like you <laughs> gotta go savage yeah and so i ended up I actually did make it you know all the way through the show all the way through playing very tense um the van over from the hotel that my parents were staying in that morning all the contestants sitting in one van and it's like you're the only people there that day so you know it's you three and luckily everyone was really nice and right off the bat this guy who i ended up playing with was like uh, you know i just want to let you know whoever wins i'm really happy for you and i was like <laughs> it's like not that i wasn't really happy for those people yeah. but i was like i she I was like i will win and i will destroy you i didn't you know necessarily know for a fact that i would win but i was like whatever i do i'm gonna do gracefully and like mind my own business here yeah because last thing you want is like you know you to win someone else to lose and kind of like dance on their grave a little bit yeah. i didn't want to be like that. right right so the game was like half trivia half luck really and the trivia part i actually kind of had nailed i love trivia i've been going to like um bar trivia nights my really? whole life my whole college career i watch a lot of wheel of fortune all that and i actually my practice rounds they told me that i was the only person to ever go all the way through the process who got every single trivia round right in the zoom interviews and what? so when it came to the boot camp day i slayed that if i do say so myself i was nailing slay, questions when my producer actually came to me and he said you get kind of an R rbf like kind of a bad face when you answer questions you're like a silent killer she's like well someone has to be the villain and i was like i'm sorry a silent killer not a compliment like i feel right. vicious but they'd be like you know they tell you to smile the whole time you know be excited smile and so i'll hit the button and i'll smile for those two seconds i'm answering the question and then it's back to like death in oh the my eyes gosh. and they were like actually if you could maintain that level of enthusiasm that would be good i was like i'll try <laughs> that is funny <laughs> it was and my parents are kind of the same way so it was i had been used to over the course of a couple months being like for this day i'll need to be really enthusiastic my parents got there and i was like okay now you need to jump out of your chair and throw your hands in the air and be really excited for right. me they're like are you for real right now i was like i'm very like for real right like, now go girl yeah <laughs> it's like now hop up like you really are excited for yeah. me so how like how many months like was the span of you you know went through the first phone call with that guy and then to you know finally finishing shooting I probably started the process in late February, I want to say, living in LA, and then probably got in touch with them once a week, and they told me shooting dates were going to be in mid-May, and so I was substitute teaching this time, I was like, okay, I'm going to take off work from my teaching job to go do this, because yeah. it's a game show, and I want to do it, and they, at that time, said, okay, so we're going to air sometime in the fall. You know, the season starts in July, but there's anywhere from 12 to 15 episodes. You don't really know where it could go from there. So it could be July, it could be October. And isn't that so crazy how, like, Ooh. when you do a reality show, they just have, like, so much control. Mm -hmm. Even, like, you know, Bachelor Nation, Too Hot to Handle, all these shows, they're like, you signed this contract, you quit your job. I'm like, is there a reality show I can do that's going to, like, two weeks so I can use my PTO? Well, like, to get fired? Absolutely. Literally, like, you got to surrender your whole life, your social media, everything for this show. Mm -hmm. And it is wild to me, honestly. I actually thought about that, that, you know, not really that my social media needed any cleaning up. I normally keep it pretty above board but did cross my mind to go back through i have a really specific spelling of name and i was like so if you know my profile is public and then i'm on this episode my name is spelled this very specific way like right. am i ready for the world to see my instagram as it yeah. is now I, you know i archived a few things nothing crazy but right. I was like, things i wouldn't want somebody's grandma to see <laughs> yeah for sure for sure yeah i get that and it overall was a really good experience but like the high high of doing the show you know I, I wouldn't take it back for anything I'm so glad I did it but the high high of doing the show was very tempered by you know I actually didn't know if my episode was ever going to come out and even like right now as we're talking it was supposed to be on last week and then the queen died and ABC cleared their whole schedule for the night it was like everything's canceled and they called me and told me that that was yeah. nice they're like we don't know when it's going to be on it will be on but we don't know and it's like it's almost like this cosmic joke that the episode itself will never actually come out and you know no one will ever get to see it. it's like i made it all up in my yeah. head yeah they released photos to me this week though and that was really nice because i was like you weren't allowed to have your phone um you know it was a van from the hotel to the studio and then it was everyone needs to be triple vax everyone needs to be covid tested every day masks everywhere and then phones in like triple vax sealed ziploc baggies bro i'm never getting <laughs> 
it was it was a real tight ship and you know la was oh my very goodness. much like that for a long time i want to say even la has like loosened but i worked in a school and then did the game show thing kind of on the side in both places it was like very stringent covid regulations that whole time all the way and up until like too. may of this year yeah i worked at a charter school and so they had a little bit i'm not say more money than a public school but they had a little more resources and so they was it was tuesday you got tested like clockwork and i was like okay, every tuesday as long as i don't have to go pay for my own test i don't really care wow. what you guys do but that school also was really interesting because in la it was like an all outdoor school and it was very non-traditional and la baby yeah, la <laughs> i'm like kickapoo could never like <laughs> mixa could never like <laughs> msu's like gray brick stone campus yeah. oh my gosh that is funny so what was your favorite part about doing a game show and having an experience like that i definitely want to say the host was elizabeth banks and um i don't really have anything to say either way whether she's extra nice like you'd expect but she just was a real professional and as a woman i felt like you are a boss i yeah she would like wear little slippers in the off takes and then bam stilettos for the take yeah she would um snack on little skittles and like she always had an assistant bringing her little skittles and her hair and her outfit and her makeup artists were the bomb and on top of having basically the whole show memorized because she's just spouting a lot of that right off the brain she also still kind of took time to be invested with you in that moment and i was like i can only hope to be this kind of entrepreneur someday like this woman's killing it on the side she directs she acts she does everything and wow i kind of feel like hosting a game show would be a good gig it's like you just show up these five days of work and bam you know yeah you're it's like corporate america's game sweetheart yeah. yeah 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 i'm sure that's what they think of is like instead of going and shooting a movie in australia it's like mm-hmm. i'm just gonna pop over to uh, culver city for a couple yeah. days and make a million dollars for the season. steve harvey like <laughs> He's actually, he's got like multiple shows going. I think oh, he's yeah. collecting a check. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. One, it's sad Oprah's not around anymore because that's really how you become a personality is you go on Oprah and then, you right. know. And Ellen's not on either, so. Oh, no way. I mean, it's a Drew Barrymore show. Yeah, like, what's, like, you know, Kelly Clarkson's show? I don't. The Titans have fallen, really. Yeah. Oh, geez, Oprah, <laughs> We Ellen. need to make our own show. You Keeping up with cast, going, going broadcast? Wendy like, Williams is gone, too, so it's really wow. like the whole OGs are all gone now. <laughs> man, they, they need some new queens out there so you might pull up you never know you never know so are you friends with any of the people that you're on the show with at all and talk to them at all or no for a hot minute i didn't have their last names honestly to tell you the truth i have been creeping on the press your luck facebook pages and like Instagram they don't pages. even you can't like tell each other your names or anything um so i didn't have anybody's last names it wasn't necessarily they said we couldn't it was that the energy was tense and it was like we're mm. all getting ready to go up for like 500k i don't think anybody really wants to get too social yeah um but in stalking the facebook pages i saw one of my other contestants comment the other day someone was like okay. oh elizabeth banks looks so rude i would never want to meet her and lashandra who's one of the contestants lashandra was my girl she um, commented and was like, I actually enjoyed every single moment that I spent with Elizabeth Banks. And why don't you think before you speak? And I was like, <laughs> Yes, Lashandra. <laughs> so now I know who she is on Facebook and everything, and I can find her if I wanted to. But you know, I I won't say anything about my episode. But I don't know that the way things turned out, everyone would necessarily want to be like friendly, friendly. Gotcha. But we'll have to watch and see. I'll tell you about that. Yeah. About how that <laughs> so do you have any advice for anyone? Okay, I guess me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I guess for someone who you know would ever want to be on a TV show or a game show like that like do you really feel like you would have to move kind of to a place like LA you know and probably have all those certifications to get on do you feel like you know people have open chances when it just you know going to Netflix and applying online like what are your thoughts on that kind of process I really have two separate things the first is that they really categorize when they are casting for locals and when they're casting the whole country so even though at the time I was a local for press your luck tons of other people were coming in from like michigan washington state and the way that must have worked is the way that i applied happened to be through someone who probably for budget reasons is like we're going to get at least 10 people from the la area so we don't have to pay for flights and hotels but then those other people i'm sure just applied on the website or to any old casting call because they flew them all in from wherever they were from which i thought was really nice so my advice is there's going to be lots of stuff that's you know locals only new york only la only but there's also tons of stuff i know jeopardy wheel of fortune do the whole country so just make sure you're applying for the right one um and then the other thing about getting on a show is this kind of cross applies to all reality tv maybe bachelor love island any of that kind of stuff is on the one hand if you look at me in january 
I am like an underemployed college student who hasn't done anything in my major, who is like, you know, no claims to fame, like really nothing to speak about. But then on the other hand, I am somebody who recently graduated, really likes to travel and started substitute teaching in California, literally just to fill the need for teachers, like not for any other special reason. And when I kind of repackage myself that way, I'm not saying I lied about anything. That all was 100% the truth, but there's definitely a way to spin it. It's like, am I some bummy 23 year old who doesn't know what I'm doing with my life? Or am someone who's like just figuring things out? And that package was a lot more sympathetic, I felt, to the TV audience. A lot more, they had a lot more questions for me that were like, oh, what do you think you're gonna do next? Whereas I feel like, if you just kind of said, I don't know what I'm doing right now, you maybe wouldn't make it as far along right. the round. So it doesn't mean you have to change necessarily whatever it is you do, but think about kind of how you pitch yourself yeah. and like make sure you're giving the best pitch because it really helps them sell you to the network and sell you right. to the next step up the ladder. I mean, it's all about marketing and it's oh, yeah. perspective. I mean, even things in your life, you could be like, oh, well, I'm alone right now. No, I'm focusing on my career yeah. and focusing on the things in myself that need work. Like just in general, Absolutely. you have have to be able I say to know. I'm in like a rebuilding phase. That's yes, like what queen. football teams say after all their seniors graduate. Yeah. But for the past like six months, I'm in a rebuilding phase actually. Well, me too. Damn, yeah, I'm on that one. Oh, we had a, we had a, yeah, sorry. We had a, we had to hit the high five on that. Absolutely. This whole new apartment, this is the first podcast in this apartment. Ooh. And I was telling Madeline, I was like, first of all, this apartment is the size of a shoebox, but it's my shoebox. So it's efficient. I'm, ob- I'm obsessed with it. And I wasn't going to show this, but I'm going to show it. You know, YOLO swag money my neighbor so you can't even see it but like i have these fat windows and like literally 20 feet away there's like a boy who lives in the other apartment and he has big windows too and it's giving taylor swift you belong with me like i was telling him i'm like i mean this guy looks like he's a sophomore in college but he plays the keyboard and i'm just like we could be friends like should i put a piece of paper up and say hey like tacos <laughs> yeah absolutely let morgan by. know if you think she should talk to her neighbor please let me know because i'm not out here like we need to be together and fall in love i mean if that's god's plan i'm not gonna get to get in the way yeah. i mean we're also neighbors <laughs> what a what a way to meet somebody you literally could sit on the couch turn eye contact with this this man yes. he's got a full the full keurig right wheel here. he's got like 64 coffees ready to go oh my god morgan thinks his mom bought that for him but i, really I think do. it's a sign I, I think it's a green flag i think it's a green flag <laughs> yeah and it's one of those things where the kardashian season hasn't come out yet so not that i'm like a creeper but i'm just like sitting in my apartment and i look over the window and it's kind of like reality TV because he's just doing his thing I'm doing my thing I don't know so let me know if that's weird but updates to follow because I think it's kind of intriguing I think so too I might have to go back over and see what's going on with neighbor yeah we'll we'll make it a series or something Uh, so you're back in law school now that you know the show's gonna drop uh you know, how has the return to Springfield been from doing all of these, you know, traveling, game show, just like these really like adrenaline rush type things. And now you're kind of back in Spring Vegas. How has that been? I had such a complicated relationship with the Springfield area when I was a teen and I was leaving. I had, you know, I was like, everyone in this town is the same, like the same kind of things that you hear, you know, going to college in Springfield. I'm sure you honestly got kind of even a different perspective that I was like, it's too small town and there's nothing here. And like, you know, you can't even go to a Trader Joe's, whatever. So I'm uh, straight up. And so when I moved to Miami, I literally was going to the place in the United States, like the farthest possible place in the continuous United States. I was like, where's a 25 hour drive away where no one can ever come get me. And I now, in this time, you know, like prodigal son returning home, it's safe here. It's beautiful here. There's still so much green space. And I feel like other cities in the United States are really taking their green space for granted. And they're just like developing, developing, developing. Springfield's a little guilty of that too. But my drive home to Nixa, it's like you're in the middle of the Ozarks. Yeah. You know, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I like that you can hear the bugs at night. I like that you can see the stars. This all sounds, you know, so yes. old-fashioned. But well, you said you like camping, so, I mean, that makes sense. Absolutely. And something I also took for granted the last time I was here, well, I, and I honestly think it's improved since I've been gone in the last five years, is there's a real community for you in Springfield if you look for it. And when I left, I kind of thought, you know, maybe things were, like, 
a little old fashioned and then things in LA and in Miami were too new fashioned. That was like a little on the other side of the extreme. But when I got back here, it was like, oh, there are people who like the same music and movies and books as me. They just happen to be in different parts of Springfield or they're college kids and they only come in town during the year or anything like that, that there's, there's good here if you look for it. And I was just kind of painting everything with one brush and I love Springfield so much more now as a 23 year old than I did when I was leaving. I was 17. Yeah. Wow, that's good. It is really good. And I still don't necessarily know that I would settle here, but it's more so because Springfield's a little cut off from the rest of the world. Even like if you want to go to a big city, you always have to connect out of Springfield's airport because it's only like a regional airport. And so I always think wherever I'll settle, I kind of need to be, you know, 30 minutes away from like a Chicago or an Atlanta. Yeah, I feel the same because way. Because traveling is that important to me that paying yeah. this like extra $250 for flights out of Springfield is not worth it. And there's no train here. That's my big pitch is that there's no Amtrak in Springfield. Amtrak, where are you at? Yeah. And they just discontinued the bus service to St. Louis. I was mm. like... The Greyhound out of... Yes. Are you sure? Because I went to that gas station... You know what I'm talking about the Flying J. I know exactly Bro, what you're talking hear about. Hear me out. Don't ever go there. Like, <laughs> do not ever go there if you want to come home safely. <laughs> and so it's like you know, Midwesterners. We can drive for a hot minute. I could drive oh, ten yeah. hours. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I we'll hate our lives, but we'll do it. Oh you know? yeah. But somewhere that's like maybe got you know ferry boats, trains, planes, like the whole thing. That's I want to feel connected to the world. Yeah. And part of the reason that I traveled so much, you know, you gotta like come home and give thanks back to Missouri at the end of the day, because if I hadn't been from here, I always use the example of kids who go to my college at Miami, kids from like this little pocket of the East Coast are so bad at geography. They don't know where Missouri is. They don't know the Missouri's a state. They don't know their capitals. They don't really know where Montana or Idaho or Iowa or any of that stuff is. I am a whiz with geography. And so I feel like if I hadn't been from here and had such like a beautiful, comfortable, safe upbringing that I wouldn't have felt safe, like going out into the world, spreading my yeah. little like baby bird wings. Right. Um, but that was a gift given to me. Like Missouri, you know, it's quaint, but it's also got like a real fighting spirit. And I feel like that has served me really well in traveling so far. Yeah. And I think what you said was really strong about, you know, you're back here now. You've had these experiences. You kind of have to re-navigate. Well, what is Springfield now as someone who's studying to go to law school as a, you know, 23? You're 23, right? Yeah. 23, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel the same way. Like, you know, when you're, you come here for college and, uh, you know, first college was like church camp. You know, mm-hmm. you're excited. It's such a vibe. And then you graduate and you're just like navigating. You don't know what you're doing. You know, you're, you know, you might live in a place you don't love. You might have a job you aren't sure about and like now at least for me you know you're doing things you know your second year out of college you're doing things that you like to do Mm -hmm. and whether it be you know new crib your job podcast no matter what and even in the social aspect like maybe you're not going out maybe you're not you know you don't have college anymore so you don't have all these events you have to figure out what kind of social group you want to be a part of. You have, you have to do things. And I'll like, I'm so weird. I love doing things alone and I don't always like to, but I'm like, okay, my boss needs me to be at this like random event. I went to a random, this is so bad, but I was, my boss was like, yo, uh, we need someone to be at this charity thing. Can you pull up? I'm like, sure. And all nice. Should I dress? (laughs) Yeah, no, he was like, I was like, what should I wear? He's like, I was going to wear like polo and jeans. And I'm like, okay, it's literally like a sheriff, like military banquet. So I have these glitter sparkle heels on cargo pants and like a black, like, like one it's the cargo pants that sets that off oh my gosh the whole thing was i walked in late obviously um and i mean we're talking prom dresses like people were so fancy and i didn't fit but for me i was like you never know who you're gonna meet Mm -hmm. you never know what kind of networking like i will go to networking events by myself because you're here to meet people like you're here to make friends and i think we need to learn to have a confidence where it's like it's okay to be alone it's okay because people are just people like hey what's up yeah oh my gosh i love your shirt Uh like it's that easy like i dropped off packages today at ups and the the girl was just getting my stuff and i was like yeah i said yeah like this is some merch from my podcast like (laughs) whatever business card (laughs) i literally gave her this card she was like that is Oh my gosh. And I was like, thanks girl. Uh Catch you later. Like it's just that easy. Mm -hmm. And so like, go do that. You know, if you don't, you know, you're older now, things are different. Like you have to kind of create your new life, like your new social vibe. And I can't even really claim it as my own advice. That would be not true. But 
This is secondhand advice from someone that I really look up to that I went to high school with. And he said something along the lines of the the sooner you start failing, the sooner you can start succeeding. And I was 100% big perfectionist as a teenager, big perfectionist. I honestly went to college and not to say like I burned out, like I didn't try hard or anything, but in high school it was like merit, merit, merit. Like where can I get a ribbon? What club can I join? And I got to college and I kind of was like, I want to study movies. Like I want to skip class on Fridays. Like I really kind of let it all hang out a little too much, but since then i like i said it's hard for me to start projects even because i'm like the idea that i might do bad on this project is so horrifying to me that i don't even want to start and i'll take a zero and fail just to not have to face the fear of like doing a bad job wow and this person who i really look up to um is an entrepreneur and so he has probably had he's only 24 years old and he's probably had six or seven businesses already like fail or already start and do okay and sell and if you at the time he looked like a fool because it was like you're failing you're failing you're failing what do you have to show for it but now he's 24 and he has the business experience of like a 35 year old and you're kind of like who's laughing now and i definitely if someone had given me that advice like a while ago i'd been like oh fail whatever and now i'm like you know it can seem really daunting to do your taxes or to start your own business or to move to a new city but it's kind of like the faster you go ahead and try it, yeah. you know, the faster you can fix your mistakes and all that experience goes towards good stuff in the end. So, yes, 100%. Yeah. And even I talked about with the podcast, I'm like, there's, you know, when we don't get a million views, you know, it's not like I've sold all my merch, like all these things. And you, it's so easy to be like, I am obviously not as good as so-and-so. I'm mm-hmm. obviously not as good as this. But it's like success comes with consistency and failing. If, you know, you don't, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne and Gretzky, all the biggest, Michael Scott, like, <laughs> like the best podcasters, the best YouTubers, like Mr. Beast, like the ones you've heard of, um, all those podcasts, you know, many of them are 10 years old already. Right, yeah. So it's, you know, sure. It would have been awesome to start when you were what? 15. Like, right. oh my, <laughs> no, I want to not be a kid. You but know? what do they say? Like the second best time to start is now. Yeah. So like you now, by having the podcast going at this point, you're already beating all these people who haven't started yet, you know? Yeah. And then in 10 years, if you're a top dog of this other kind of podcast, someone's going to look up and start because you started. So right. it, it takes a lot of, it takes some huevos <laughs> to start this podcast. <laughs> YOLO swag. I literally, I even say the way that it started was I tried to schedule it and I, accidentally click publish so i was like Ooh. i was like all right well i guess the podcast is happening yeah so, both feet first uh, i even tell my friend he's like i'm he was like oh, i'm so proud of you like you're just killing it you're doing all these things and i was like look man i have no idea what i'm doing it's just like autopilot like yeah. we're just doing it you know you I just gotta keep going like, the like, time of year that you started putting up podcast content i just remember being like well, i really like her branding like i think no, her branding's popping off yeah. queen i was like it tracks with exactly what i knew about you as a person which is like i think one time i hope, you, I hope you're okay with this word very like early on in meeting you were like yeah, i'm a little bougie and i had oh, never heard anyone sure. like pro- <laughs> proclaim that so loud and proud you were like i'm a little bougie i wear my sunglasses out on the golf course while i'm driving the golf cart and i was yeah, like I all right so then i saw your podcast i was like this is the natural next step for her I oh think. my gosh <laughs> thank you queen like we know you know we know the vibes absolutely but, but even with dating too when you talk about like you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take we were actually talking about this because I mean, one, we both kind of feel like Springfield is not the ideal dating scene. Yeah, the pond is shallow. And if you think I'm wrong, then literally send us, like, your, like, nephew's phone number. Like, we yeah. just don't. Um, but I think it's that thing where a lot of times guys feel so scared to get rejected that they don't even mm-hmm. try. And then as women, we're sitting here like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm supposed to pursue you. I'm supposed to ask you to take me on a date and yeah. be the man. Like, it's such a hard, awkward position for both people. Mm-hmm and i don't know like sometimes these guys are like well i want to wait to make sure we're really good friends and i'm like bro but like what happens if i get the ick by then like yeah. oh my dude you gotta uh, act fast the like ick, i'm not gonna say like it didn't exist the last time i was dating but the last time i was really out there playing the field probably would have been early college and there wasn't the word for the ick for some reason when someone there gave wasn't, it a name there wasn't it was like we all knew it was a girlfriend who told me you know everyone heard it from somebody the first person who was like oh he gave me the ick and I almost didn't even have to ask because that word, you almost know what it means. Just I was like, like, what does that mean? And they're like, oh, you know, it's when you just don't really like them like, anymore. Cringe. And I was like, you've cursed me by telling me what the ick is because now that you have a name for it, it's like I can be having like a first date with someone. And I'm like, cargo shorts? Like, the ick. But <laughs> some of these girls are so crazy with the ick. Like, I feel like I get the ick from ickable things. Mm-hmm. But I saw on TikTok, this one girl was like, when you're on a first date and you can't find a parking spot, ick. That's specific. I'm like, what? Well, and at least for me, I don't know how it is for everybody. 
I don't come back from the ick. The ick is permanent yeah. for me. I kind of thought that's what it was implying. So it means that they have done something that is such like a weird left turn from what yeah. you thought they were. I'm done. I'll have girlfriends, you know who you are, who like get the ick and then recover and date them for a little while longer and then yeah. get the ick again and then recover. And I'm like, so it wasn't really like an ick. Like if you still stayed over that night, was it really an ick? Okay, like- but like you can get icks in friendship. So Ooh. that's what I'm saying is like if I, you know, if one of my guy friends like does something and I'm like, Ugh, like you ever just like roast them right then and there? Sometimes <laughs> I won't even let it turn into an ick. Sometimes, voice but then I'm going to get it back. So. <laughs> and, and you're I'm like, like, oh, I'm just going to like, I'm not going to call anybody out. But I, personally, I think driving a Prius is interesting. Getting your catalytic converter stolen. Big ick. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's Prius is never or- going to the doctor or dentist. <laughs> That is an ick. That's, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, how do you know you don't have 16 cavities? Because you could. You don't know for sure. Um, uh, I don't know if I can think of. That's uh, funny. People, I heard this one a long time ago. It's just like no judgment necessarily if you don't like to read. But I heard one that was like, if you don't have a single book in your whole house, like, <laughs> like what's going on? And I guess like, you know, I went through big pa- phases in my life where I didn't read. I get it. But I always am just like collecting stuff. From I mean, I got the Bible. <laughs> yeah, for real. If you don't at least have the Bible, like. Check, like, re reaffix your priorities. Yeah, you, uh, you get one for free anywhere. Just literally. you know, go and go and ask your neighbor. Yeah. Okay. So out of all these places you've been to, like how the men? I mean, was was dating fire in Florida? Was it cool in LA? Like you know, or is spring? I mean, what was the best place? I guess for the dating scene, I kind of dabbled a little bit in most of those places. Um, in London, the nice thing, lots oh, I'm sure the London guys had to have been the best. Free and cheap and easy stuff to do. So it's not like, oh no, you don't have a car. I don't have a car. How are we ever even going to hang out? It's like, okay, you pop this bus and I'll pop this bus and we'll meet up and we'll buy six dollar tickets to go see a movie tonight and then we'll go get like you know pints for a pound and you'll just spend all night out like having fun and alamo could literally never (laughs) and also in case you have a thing for accents which i do like london is really the city for you because and you know in in nixa in springfield i'm mostly gonna meet other people from here a good mishmash of college kids but you know the foreigner community is limited to like hockey imports and things like that yeah so in london it's like everybody's an import really like almost nobody's actually from there Miami so cool. is a similar way. Lots of people are from there, but huge, like, immigrant population. And then even within the immigrant population, it's like, you know, being from Missouri, I never met anybody from Nicaragua or Honduras. Like, right. things you wouldn't really expect. In Miami, it's like every single, like, food, language, like, dance style that you yeah. can think of. And so when you're dating, it's kind of like, you know, what did these like different backgrounds bring to the dating experience? And like some of the people that I dated, for example, would be really traditional because maybe they came from a background that was really traditional. And then when you get out to LA, it's kind of like I am the alpha in this relationship. Ah. And like you are, you are the beta to me. Yeah. Um, but the nice thing about LA is lots of artists, you know, lots of musicians, mm-hmm. lots of comedians, um, you know, lots of beautiful scenery. Beautiful scenery is very romantic. But they're honestly dating scene in LA I think like toxic wasteland like you almost have to bring your own boyfriend to LA and I don't know to say that I they, don't know that you can find one there yeah um, yeah because imagine like you're going out with somebody for a long time and then you find out that you are just like a joke for their stand-up routine or you find out that they're just like using the experience with you like for a song or something like that I, oh little huddy I'm just kidding <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tana Mojo makes a professional career out of doing exactly yeah. that. <laughs> or even if you're like in that influencer community, it's like you're just using the same pool of people. That I was just the number so one bad. advice I yeah. got before I got out there was, you know, people are gonna want Don't things date from Mary you. I'm just oh, for real. <laughs> or Harry Styles, I guess. Now at this point, Sheesh. people were like, people are gonna use you for things, and you know, you can try and get involved in that too. You can try and use people for things if you want to, but always really keep your guard up because you don't yeah. know what everyone else wants from you. And that's a big thing. Miami, London, LA, to home. I've always stood by the friends you make here are like come change your tire in the middle of the night friends that's how missouri is come pick you up from the bar come bail you out of jail like i know their parents they know my parents there is a real bond there like they're real ride or dies in missouri and you know in la or miami like you could have somebody you know not tell you that your apartment got broken into for like a week or two and you're like 
what are you even really my friend like if you're oh like oh my that? gosh yeah so the people here that's another thing that i really miss about missouri and the other places i'm sure there's good communities there but missouri just grows them good the midwest grows them good yeah. i really i think i'll probably end up with lots of midwest friends and maybe a husband in my day yeah <laughs> yeah at least one <laughs> so obviously so i was gonna ask you like dating life but we i mean you already talked but we discussed a little bit tell um, the people what they want like I, should they slide or i'm just kidding you know what <laughs> you can find me from morgan um yeah. i'll be blonde the next time that you see me so try and see if you Woo! can recognize me um i would like to date i'm open to dating i kind of feel like you know as a woman there are different parts to you and the romantic part or like the flirty fun feminine part is a big one and if you kind of don't date for a while i feel like you lose touch with that sexy energy because it's like well, i'm just supposed to be sexy all by myself in my apartment which i can do you know i can read a book and like have a nice night right but, um we talked about how like physical touch is a big thing and yeah having been single for so long i have readjusted but i just remember what it was like when you do date someone it's like to just have someone always to hold your hand and things it's and tough out here yeah being actually, like in your work bag and being oh, healthy yeah. and i i mean i can be alone you can be alone mm -hmm. but it's it's almost like i don't want to be toxic i don't want to use anyone mm -hmm. but man like i just want to have one night where i just like flirt my face off yeah. and have good banter and have it be like so exciting yeah you I, know like that connection for one night like <laughs> i actually have a funny story about that that one time ever have i gone out in springfield and had like a really top-notch meet somebody out at the bar experience he was really cute his name was i'm gonna say his name his name was tim and he was tall and he I ran into him maybe at Finn's, and we had a little, he had a nice voice, we had a little chat okay, chat back and forth, right. just like, okay, cute, so I gave him my number, and I was like, he's got to go with his friends, I got to go with my friends, but we, we'll make plans, I was in town for a week or two, so he leaves me a voicemail the next day, it's like, very sexy, Madeline, like, it was so good meeting you last night, and I was like, I actually just went back out of town to Miami, where I live, and he was like, oh no, I'll be in Miami in like a month, hit me up, and we'll hang out then, so, oh wow, I okay, this man made a plan, and all right, he was like, actually, my business trip got moved from Miami, um, I'm actually going on a business trip to LA in a couple more months, and I was like, no sweat, I'm actually moving to LA in a few months, we can meet up there, and he was like, okay, so then a couple months later, I never bug him or anything, but I thought there was a little thing going on here. I hit him up and I say, oh, I finally moved out to LA. Oh no, don't tell me he's married. When's your business trip? And he was like, actually, like I changed jobs and now I'm going to Nashville. And I was like, dude, I'm gonna be in Nashville in like two weeks on what? vacation. And all that said and done, like we never met again in person. And I really don't think he was like playing me or anything like that. It was just bad, like one by one by so one you guys circumstances. Never saw each other in Nashville. No, Tim from Finns, if you ever, if you hear this, you. <laughs> Dang, that's um, crazy but town but he left me one really good voicemail and i think i'm gonna hold on to it forever because it, it hear I me like, out new ringtone i like, like the way he said my name you know Madeline. <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> i love that yeah i love that it was so that was that was my last experience hope um you know i don't hope like just anybody like anybody mid or mediocre comes around but you know i like somebody smart somebody i can laugh with um somebody who even makes me want to think about spending less time with my girlies because i really love them I so do too. Yeah. Gotta, it's got to be a high standard from there <laughs> for sure for sure i'm obsessed with that so obviously you know we're very similar we both have crazy lifestyles what is a crazy experience you've had um, do you have anything where you're like this is actually nuts i do have one of those so when i was very first uh, moving cross country from miami to la which is 50 hours if you do all of that total i took my little sister with me from missouri so you drove yeah i drove Ooh, i've driven all over shout out subaru that's those are my subaru. Um, so i've done you know missouri me, to florida i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Florida back no, to missouri. subarus are eco-friendly they um they are if you you know if you, if you get the nice gas or anything in them which i cannot afford that's what it is so driving to la we get there that first week it is my second time having been out there but it's my sister's first time and as big sister priority i'm like i want to show her a good time you know i want to show off a little bit for my sister in the big city so i sign up for this website where you can kind of get tickets to shows and kind of similar to the game show thing you know you just sign up for you, you hope it goes well and i sign up that david letterman who's one of my og favorite um talk show guys does the show on netflix called my next guest needs no introduction and they're these long-form interviews and they're normally with like serena <laughs> williams or barack obama like real heavy hitting yeah so i signed up for this me and my sister get tickets i'm like no way they don't tell you who it is it's a surprise and you get COVID tested you go wait in this parking lot at seven in the morning we go in it's only like 15 people in this little comedy theater david letterman comes out we still don't know who the guest is oh my is. gosh how exciting and uh, my sister and i are really excited we know we're going to be on tv and they get on the mic david letterman he says and my next guest is willard carroll smith jr 
And I was like, who is that? That's stupid. Who is that? And it comes out and it's Will Smith. And I was like, oh. no freaking way. Like, was this pre or post slap? Pre slap. Oh. My sister and I look at each other and we're like, no way that that's Will Smith right now. And he comes out and him and Dave Letterman, I'm sitting as far away as I'm sitting from Morgan on this couch right now from David Letterman and Will Smith. I'm not even kidding you. I'm front row, me and my sister, and we are agape, aghast this whole time. We're like, can you believe this? And he talks for like two or three hours and he is unhinged in this interview. I liked it. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, it's an hour about how he's got issues with his dad, but, but they're cool but issues with his dad and then an hour about um him and jada how he tried to rebuild his family and it's going okay and then another hour about how he did a lot of ayahuasca in the jungle and while i thought all those things were interesting i don't think i would maybe talk about them in like an interview for millions and millions and millions of people right. and so the oscar thing happened you know not even like a month or two later i was like i'm not gonna say i saw that coming but he was like the glue was coming undone like a month yeah. or two ago and i saw yeah. the writing on the wall and then when the episode came out which it did it's on netflix that's my, that's my so like did you see yourself on tv yeah i could see the back of my head what? my sister's star. a real star she's got really curly red hair and so i'm like that's my little raggedy end right there but then i'm right next to her i need my roots done and that whatever oh um and they put a little disclaimer on the front that was like we just want everyone to know we filmed this before the slap and we don't stand by the slap and whatever and i just remember thinking like I I just was nearby this man and now he's driven his career off a cliff. So yeah, I hope he's well. But that was another thing in LA that like I don't know. Just put your name in for things. Just sign up for things. You'll yeah. be so surprised at who calls you back randomly. Yeah, can't hurt. So it's almost like you're saying like if you go to LA and you have initiative to get on a show, like oh, yeah. you pretty much have a pretty good chance of yeah. getting on something it's, if you just apply yourself it's you know a lot of emailing a lot of handshaking that kind of thing but and availability it sounds like oh yeah it's definitely a step up from it's like a train station with like a million uh like terminals going in other directions like the diff- the only thing about springfield is you can either get bigger in springfield or you can kind of feed your way into some other bigger city lets people go to chicago or dallas or whatever but if you're in la it's like there's tons of work in la and you can do anything and you can go anywhere and i think that's how they get away with it being so expensive and crowded and stinky yeah. and all that is that the opportunity <laughs> does go crazy in la yeah yeah <laughs> Um, it's I, wild. I liked it there, but I actually don't think that's one of the places that I would go back, even though it's where entertainment is really popping. I love entertainment, but you know, you and I like talking about Florida, talking about New York is very cool. Honestly, Canada is high on my list. Okay. Like Vancouver. I mean, they produce like Drake and JB right? and Sean Men. I'm like, sheesh. It's like where they shoot a lot of TV shows now, too. Really? It's like everything on ABC Family was always in Canada. A lot of the CW Riverdale is in Canada. And so I'm like, yeah. Wow. If I could get some kind of good gig up in like the bc i would i would live there <laughs> okay you, you're cool with cold weather yeah I've, i lived in missouri my whole life and something about miami they say it thins the blood in your veins and you get kind but of missouri is not like wisconsin that's what not like the polar snap no, negative 40 no i let me tell you give me a few years to afford a canada goose jacket and then i will do i was gonna say i could totally see you in like some cute snow pants and type stuff and, like, do all skiing, the cold weather in the world yeah once i can get one of those really bougie jackets right right <laughs> yeah i have like the full ski set but then go down like the bunny hill you know oh, yeah <laughs> I actually have never skied before. Skiing is kind of terrifying, in honestly. In college, it always kind of seemed like it was really just a, a vehicle for drinking. Like, people that I know, they would ski for a little bit of the day, and then it would be, like, party, hot tub, opera, ski, oh, really? all this crazy stuff. But I think that, like, the skiing itself really sounds like the fun part. Yeah. And I would be, like, the last one out at the end of the night. And I don't care that you get hurt. I feel like it's a tradition to go out and sled every year and get injured. So that's what I'm going to do See, skiing. sledding is chill. I mean, I've skied, like... There was this one time, I'm going to call my guy friends out, like, we all went skiing, and I'm like, oh, I just only have ever skied, like, once or twice, mm-hmm. and, you know, we went to, like, Nordic Mountain, and it's kind of, they have, like, double black diamonds, and I'm like, guys, I don't know where to go, and they're like, oh, just go on the ski lift and go to the top, you know, I just done, like, the blue hill, yeah. and then you go to the top, and it's, like, a double black, Ooh. and I am so, I remember trying to go, and then literally, like, facing death and i just i think i like slid down and almost like hit a tree i mean i mean skiing is cool cross-country skiing is probably really cool i feel like if i would have learned snowboarding younger Mm -hmm. that would have been my vibe but skiing can be really scary like no one talks (laughs) like i'm 10 out of 10 i would rather surf like the rest of my life Mm -hmm. and give up snow because 
I'm not afraid of water like that. Surfing was really high on my list of things that I wanted to do in LA. The same way as Miami, both places was probably like 20 minutes away from the beach. So, you know, you want to get out there as much as you can, but it drops down to like a couple times a month or every weekend. And surfing in um, California is no joke because in Miami, there's no waves. You know, you're at one of those Florida beaches, but you get out to Malibu, which is where people surf. And I'll watch waves like pick people up and smack them back down on the ground. I can swim. Don't get me wrong. I can swim. But with that level of yeah. ocean, I think I need to wear like a life jacket or something. Right, like yeah. I think that I need more protection. Yeah. Because I did you ever see the movie Blue Crush growing up? That was one of my. I bangers. have not. Yeah. It was such a sweet like little two thousands uh, rom com type movie. It was a girl about a surfer, and in that movie, they very like visually show her like hitting her head on a rock and i was like am i just supposed to get over that and get back in the ocean like you're joking bro seriously me after soul surfer i was like, I was like you're telling me there's no sharks in this ocean like, yeah. also made that movie about blake lively where she was like stuck on a rock getting attacked by a shark that was that shark was nuts yeah that was crazy well is there anything that you would have done differently whether it be you know, any of the places you lived or, you know, the game show or, you know, any part of your just kind of past life in the past couple of years or even now, is there anything that you were like, oh, I just wish I would have done this or whatever? That's a really good question. Um, Thank I, you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought of it myself. <laughs> yeah. um, I would definitely say in this day and age it's really easy to be closed off and we were talking about this a lot that even if you just go out in your hometown like are you open to meeting new people or are you always kind of like turn back towards your friends you know love my friends but throughout my travels and all the places i've been all the hostels and the plane rides and everything by all means mind your own business i get it but you have no idea like some person that you could just talk to next to you at some restaurant could be like oh, you know, come visit me and my family home in Sweden and then I'm going to go to Croatia next week and you should come with me there and I'm going to drive my school bus that way. And so many cool experiences arise out of just kind of taking the leap to talk to somebody and you'll know. You'll know when the opportunity presents itself. Don't just like go, you know, up to anybody and be safe, obviously. But it's amazing how much people just want to feel like touched like emotionally touched yeah and if you could be that person for them that's like no one's talked to them all day and you're that person you have no idea like what wonders that could do for you and for that person i don't think i started having that mentality until honestly the last like six months and now you know i still got hopefully 70 80 years left to be that way but i've got a friend who will go out at the beginning of the night with no plans and will just go where the night takes him like you know playing pool with Puerto Ricans and then going shuffleboarding with grandmas and then getting on a boat and then going to play beach volleyball. And he always comes back and is like, I just feel alive. Mm -hmm. I think I would like to do more of that. And I wish I hadn't, you know, you only know what you know when you know it. That's right. hundred percent, hundred percent. And we're all just figuring it out. And that's, you know, it's a great skill to know. And something I like to do a lot is, like when I go anywhere, I'll I'll like ask people their name. Like shout out to my girl Lisa um, and Rochelle from Sephora. Like Ooh. I went there and we just hit it off. And now it's this is so bad, especially if you have a shopping problem. Um, but when I go to the mall, it's kind of like when you go to Europe and yeah. you have friends in Greece. You have to like stop and see your friends. Oh, it's no. like disrespectful. You're friends with your girls at the mall. Not just that. So when I go to the mall here in Springfield, if I don't stop by Coach and Sephora. And then I, I think it's like, uh, there's like one more store. <laughs> if I don't go in there and say what's up to like Arizona and Andrew yeah. and Michelle and Lisa, it's like disrespectful, you know? And so, but I just in front of these people because I go in there and I'm like, oh my gosh, hi, like your vibe, what's your name? And then you just create this kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think we need more of that in life, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely it's like the more stuff you do i love online i think the internet is a super powerful tool i'm not knocking it whatsoever but you definitely can tell even if you just like look at the people around you people are missing a little human interaction oh yeah and we like to do what we can we like to provide that you know friendship or emotion or anything like that you know even a little little wink little smile out on the town i don't know (laughs) yeah yeah for sure well as we're closing my last question before i do my usual thing is there any advice you would give to someone who would love to be on a game show someday or even excel because because i don't think you can tell us how you did on the show right right you can't tell us yeah Yeah. but it's it'll be on hulu pretty pretty soon pretty Pretty soon you better tune in but is there any advice you would give 
to someone who maybe wanted to be on a game show or like when you're on there like the kind of attitude you should have or mindset um i would definitely say don't put all your eggs in one basket not to say like you know you won't get the one that you really really want but let's say there's you know 20 game shows filming every year they will for one week period probably every single one of them put up their little we're looking for people please apply if you stay on it on the websites on the facebook or even if you watch the shows and they run the little tag at the end of the episode you know we're taking people for jeopardy right now or that kind of thing if you continue to put your name out there for those like someone will call you back um someone on my season of press your luck who i met in the boot camp was like i actually applied for this like before the pandemic and my name just got like shoved in some pile somewhere in some file and that they just called me this january almost two full years later and were like you know we saw you and we liked your stuff so you know i can't promise like everybody will get it but if you think about there's 20 game shows and every episode needs like five to ten contestants there's hundreds of thousands of episodes being made a year yeah there's definitely a chance of you getting into something if you want to so i would say you know study up your trivia watch a lot of the show um really be true to yourself be super enthusiastic that's a big thing i can be a little deadpan but i turned it i turned it on for the show she's so fun i don't know what she's saying and, um yeah like keep your eye out and then when the time comes like really pounce on it because i think lots of people could find success that way you know there's always new shows always looking for people that's right that's right that's awesome like this one (laughs) yeah i'm always looking for people (laughs) you know the vibe uh well thank you so much for coming on so you know keeping up with cash we love to end the show uh every single way fave quote fave song and what would you like your legacy to be Awesome. That's a good question. Thanks. Um, my fave song. I don't know why this is the only one's popping in my head, but it's a favorite. It's a stand. You know the song "Live Like We're Dying" by Tim McGraw. Okay, um, yeah. It's like I don't know. This guy gets this diagnosis, and you know he's talking to himself. Are you like a contact and, song person? Yes, and that he's like. Uh, what would you do if you knew like your time was running out and this whole song is like I would I would ride bulls and I would come home and you know kiss my sweet wife and like all the things that you would change and then at the end of the song is kind of like why would you just do those things anyway that song is epic if you've ever been like post float trip coming home on some back road and the windows are down and that song by Tim McGraw comes on even my most city folk college friends would bust down to that Tim McGraw song it rocked so hard um, and country music grows on people. I did not like country, really. And now it'll get you. I'm like, okay, Morgan Wallen, like, what's up, yes. baby? Like, <laughs> well, country music, country music now is not your, not your grandmother's that's country music. That's, that's definitely true. Um, and my favorite quote is it's actually like the anniversary of it today or yesterday that um, JFK talks about how we're gonna go to the moon. He's kind of speaking for the country, and you think now like. I don't know, it's so difficult and hard now for presidents to really, like, speak with one voice and really, like, say what everyone's thinking, but he's talking about the moon, and he says, um, we chose to go to the moon in this decade and do other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard, and I always remember hearing that and be like, that's ridiculous, and the older you get and you hear the saying, like, um, like if it's easy, everybody would do it, or that yeah. kind of thing, that... I don't know to kind of challenge yourself you like to do things that are tricky and I just feel like that really hit the nail on the head that if it's worth doing then it's worth like going through the battle to do it love JFK shout out JFK wow that sheesh that was man I just got that was so good I feel like I need chapel credit like wow (laughs) that was so good what yeah Uh, that's powerful and my legacy I have had a lot of trouble like thinking about this lately and especially when you're applying for law school you're really trying to pitch like who am I to these schools and like you try and deal with the rejection of what if they what if I tell them everything about myself and they say I do not want you at my school you know it's kind of humbling but I really think my role is to connect people to people Um, I've always felt that way with my friend groups I feel like I'm going to be that kind of lawyer that I just I kind of feel like I speak everybody's language and I feel like I'm I'm down to ride, I'm down to hang and that I always hope that when people think of me like they think as someone who is easy to be around or good to be around and if I died and that's how people talked at my big Irish wake that I would oh, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be kegs um oh that, my God. 
I would feel really well remembered if people talk <laughs> yeah. that way about me. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Madeline, for coming on the pod. I thank mean, you're you. so cool. And keep it up with cash. Keep it up with cash. Like, what an experience. And I'm so excited to see everything you're going to do. And just you need to know that like in three years you'll be my lawyer so. <laughs> i hope so yeah, when we cut that movie deal like you're gonna be in the conference room i hope so <laughs> um thank you so much keep it up with cash thank of you so course. much morgan for of having course. me in your apartment all day long i had a ton of fun you know there was no one else i want to get chinese food with and that's <laughs> on period so, so much. Uh, and to my listeners you guys know i love you so much i have so many things that i'm planning um i am kind of planning like a one-year podcast party we've touched on this a little bit and details will come again if you want a podcast hat get them while we still have them they're very limited quantities uh, i'm excited to eventually roll out some more merch but i kind of want to be able to get rid of some of the inventory like buy your kids a gift you know treat yourself like comment if you think that morgan yeah. should invite her neighbor to the one-year oh podcast party i am pro i'm yes i'm thumbs up you guys let let her know uh, we okay it was so funny too because i was telling her i was like i am an aries and i love attention and i feel like i'm not trying to creep on this to do but i'm always looking over there because these windows are huge and i feel like he never looks at me and you know i usually don't care but like the, the willpower that takes the amount of mind my business you have to have to not look at your <laughs> neighbor who's got totally at, open windows i know mind-blowing anyway he's gonna come to the the one year the podcast, one year podcast party, party. And it's just driving me nuts because i'm like bro when you when someone who needs attention does not get attention it is like driving me insane uh but seriously though i love you guys i love when you reach out to me whether you you know took something from the episode or you're going through something my instagram i'm always an open door i love to be able to talk um, i'm always here for you and again if you want to start your own podcast go ahead and use my link at the bottom of this episode all right love you guys Bye. Bye.